It's Miranda Mania at Target Field. Jose Miranda hits a walk-off three-run homer off the best reliever in baseball. What a win for the Twins. What a win for the Minnesota Twins. You are locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 13th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN at checkout. Again, this is Nash Walker, my third season daily podcast from the Minnesota Twins, fourth season writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com. Miranda Mania for the first time since September of 2020. Josh Hader gave up three earned runs in a game today. That's 97 outings ago. So essentially, one in every 100 outings, Josh Hader does what he did today, which is serve up three earned runs. It was a three-run homer from Jose Miranda. How about this for timing, folks? Last night, I'm going on and on and on about Jose Miranda and how he needs more playing time and how he needs to play every day. For the Twins. Then he has a big, another big day today. Hits a three-run walk-off homer against, yes, the best reliever in baseball. I don't think there's any question Josh Hader, year in and year out, is the most dominant reliever in baseball. His stuff is ridiculous. He hides the ball exceptionally well. He is amazing. He's amazing. So my goal in this game, and it wasn't a very tidy game for the Twins, especially offensively, until that swing from Miranda. They left a million guys on base. They weren't very good with runners in scoring position, poor at-bats. My thought was, okay, let's try to get this to the 10th because Hader and Williams, Devin Williams, who's like the right-handed version of Josh Hader in terms of effectiveness, I said, let's get this game to the 10th, and then neither of them have gone two innings all year. So if you can push haters pitch count a little bit in the ninth to 15 to 20. He's not going to come out for the 10th because they, they watch him and they, they take care of his arm because they're probably going to be in the playoffs and they need Josh Hader down the stretch. So he's not going to come out for the 10th. You're going to get somebody else besides Hader and Williams. Williams had gone in the eighth. So that was the goal. I was like, let's get to the 10th, try to give up just the one run in the 10th and then win it in the bottom of the 10th. And Jorge Polanco goes up there and has a very good at bat. I don't know if he swung or not on that slider at his back foot, nasty. Josh Hader is disgusting. Like he is so, so good. And Jorge Polanco draws a walk. And then Max Kepler takes a slider to right field, stays on it, and lines a, a single to right, first and second, nobody out. And what that does is put pressure on Hader. And it's pressure he doesn't feel very often. He's not used to, you know, traffic. He's not used to trouble with no outs. Throws a, a first pitch slider to Miranda. It was a strike called the ball, and then a hanging slider in Miranda belts it to, I think, the second deck in left field. Jose Miranda's really good. He's, he's really good. He can hit. He can dest he destroys lefties. That was the biggest thing coming into this year for me. You looked at Miranda last year. Minor league lefties, like, pray for them last year against Jose Miranda. They were demoralized against him. He, he crushed left-handed pitching in the minors last year, and he is hitting left-handed pitching in the majors to no surprise, but he's hit righties as well. And Josh Hader is the best lefty in the game. And he comes in and Miranda hits a three-run homer off him. Miranda's, it's exciting because you watch him and he's got a 900-something OPS since mid-May. And you watch him 
And I said this about him last year when we were focusing on the minors because the Twins were so awful. I was talking about Jose Miranda a lot. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know we talked about Jose Miranda like at least once a week and certainly down the stretch because he wasn't getting called up and I was kind of explaining why he wasn't getting called up or that he should get called up. He's a complete hitter. There, there's nothing that Jose Miranda can't do. The last, the last thing he can improve on is draw more walks and lay off more pitches, but we've seen him do that. Like he's he has laid off more pitches recently. And so now and last year, there were no flaws in his game. It's not like he was carrying a 30% strikeout rate to the majors while hitting 340 with 30 home runs. His strikeout rate was in the teens. He was walking a decent amount. He hits for power. He hits to all fields. He's gap to gap. He can hit singles. He's a high average guy. He's a high home run, high power guy. He does it all offensively. Defense could use a little bit of work, but even there, he's tightened it up and there's less glaring mistakes from Jose Miranda in the field. And he can continue to get better defensively to become like a legitimate four or five win player. But offensively right now, he's a middle of the order bat for the twins. And I think it's really exciting. You think of the possibilities in the future with Jose Miranda just sticking in the middle of this order for a long time. It's it's really exciting. And to have him do this against very good pitchers, like the best pitchers in the world, Jorge Lopez, Miranda rips an RBI single to walk off the game, you know, last weekend. And then this time against Josh Hader, against Emmanuel Classe, Jose Miranda almost hit a walk-off homer against Emmanuel Classe as well. It almost doesn't get you paid. But he got, he barreled it up and, and nearly hit a walk-off homer against Classe. Miranda, can he has quick hands, he's quick to the ball, and he has easy power. And this is a guy before last year who didn't hit for any power at all. That's unbelievable to me when you watch him swing and you watch where this the ball just jumps off his bat, completely jumps off his bat. He's been incredible, and that was a great swing. That was a big win for the Twins. I'm going to tell you why that was a big win for the Twins after this word from Blue Nile. It's time to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. If you're looking for fine jewelry but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Sports listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN+. Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's a big win for the Twins, not just because you want to split that series, and it was a very winnable game. Joe Ryan was okay. We'll talk more about Joe and you know why he was okay and not good today and why I think it was a good choice to pull him when they did today. That's a big win because now when you play the White Sox this weekend, there's zero chance the White Sox will pass you in the standings by the All-Star break because you're going to be at least five games up on them going into this four-game series. So you will at least be a game up on the White Sox going into the break, even if you get you know a four-game sweep, which is very unlikely to happen at Target Field. But it's possible, and if it happens, it's good to know they'll still be a game up on the Sox. Also, if this gives you that opportunity. Well, I, I talked about this when they were in Chicago the opportunity to bury the White Sox. If the Sox lose to the Guardians tonight, and the, the good thing too is nobody's going to gain ground on the Twins today, 
if the Guardians beat the Sox tonight, the Sox are six games back of the Twins going into a four-game series on the road at Target Field. The, the Twins rotation flips over to Sonny Gray against Johnny Cueto Thursday night. That's an opportunity for the Twins to take a seven, eight-game lead in this division at the minimum. And if you can find a way to sweep, four-game sweeps are unlikely, but if you found a way to sweep, you'd be 10 games up on the White Sox. I think that's it for them. So there's a chance going into this weekend that you can bury them and turn them into true sellers at the deadline in a couple weeks because the Twins just don't have a lot of games until then. So if you take care of business, take three out of four from the Sox or sweep the Sox, you're going to put them in a really, really tough spot. Even if you split, they'll still be in a tough spot, but this is the opportunity this weekend, I think, to really pull away and to start to dig their grave. And you're not going to be able to dig their grave in July because the Twins have had opportunities to do so and they haven't taken set opportunities. But this weekend presents another one. And I think the Guardians-White Sox game is a toss-up tonight. Even if the Sox win, it's still a five-game lead for the Twins. And if you take three out of four, you're up seven on them going into the break. If they lose tonight and you take three out of four, you're up eight going into the break on Chicago. And the reason I keep talking about Chicago and not Cleveland is, again, because I see the Sox as a bigger threat in the division. Maybe that'll prove to be dumb and the guardians will will come out and continue to play well and you know hover around 500 and stick around and battle and beat the twins because they beat the twins a lot this year and and find a way to pass them in the standings i just think the socks are more dangerous so it's more important now to bury the white Sox because i think there's a chance in the second half they do perform much better and they they come back to who they were they also have a very easy schedule in the second half they come back and match their talent level I think that's possible. But if you put them seven, eight, nine, ten games back, you could bury them. And it, it couldn't matter. You, you can make it not matter what they do against the A's and you know the Tigers and the Royals. You can make that irrelevant if you put them multiple games back, you know, near double digits games back in the division, and you just take care of your business, they're done. They're done. They're cooked. That's an opportunity this weekend. And I think winning this game opens that up because you lose this game and the Sox win, it's four games. All of a sudden it's three, then it's two. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. But instead, at minimum, you will be ahead of them going into the break, which is, again, a really nice outcome for the Twins. If you would have told me that before the season, that they will at least be a game up on the Sox after the All-Star break going into the second half. That's great. I think it's going to be much more than that. I'm hoping that it's much more than that. Uh, Joe Ryan today, it, it reminded me very much of his start in Seattle off the COVID list. Really strong out of the gate. The Joe Ryan we know and love, 93-94 in the first inning. I said, okay, he's on. He's feeling it today. And just faded as the outing went on. He, he got more tired, it looked like. His stuff wasn't playing as well. He was yanking fastballs, which is, you know, he's fatigued. He was, he was slowly fading. Baldelli goes out there and gets and brings in Caleb Theobar, who was great today. And the bullpen as a whole was great today for the Twins. You have to tip your cap when they perform well. I sit here and I bash them when they suck. Today, I will tip my cap. The bullpen was, was very good today. They bent. They didn't break. And Caleb Theobar uh, came in and got some really important outs for the Twins to set up for Griffin Jackson, Yuan Duran, which is ultimately the most important thing for the Twins to just try to get a bridge to Griffin Jackson, Yohan Duran, especially to Yohan Duran, who ran into some trouble but got a big double play ball in the uh, in the top of the ninth inning. So credit to the Twins bullpen, picking up Joe Ryan. I thought it was the right choice to pull Joe at 70-something pitches because he just didn't look right. He didn't look right, and he was a home run away. That game was going to be low scoring. The Twins could not cash in. You knew that Williams and Hayter were looming in the back of that bullpen. If it was a different situation, if you didn't know that across the way in, in left center field, 
the Brewers had two of the very best relievers in baseball, including the best reliever in baseball. Devin Williams might, they might have number one and two. There's a lot of good relievers. They might have the first and second best relievers in baseball. And one of them's right-handed, one of them's left-handed, which man, is that a luxury for Craig Council and the Milwaukee Brewers. So knowing that you have to say, how many chances are we really going to have to score here? Turned out to be, you know, they had a lot of chances. They didn't score. So you have to weigh that. If you're playing the the Royals, you know their bullpen sucks. Maybe you leave Joe in a little bit longer, but I do think that that factors in. It factors in when you're watching your offense unable to score and leave a bajillion runners on base. You watch that inning and inning and inning, and you think we're running out of outs here, and we're going to get to Williams and Hader here shortly. You know, you're in the sixth inning. You're going to see Devin Williams shortly. You're going to see Josh Hader shortly. So you have to consider all those things. I thought it was the right call to pull Joe Ryan and go to Caleb Thurmar, and it turned out to be the right call because it worked. And those guys executed, and Griffin Jacks executed, and Yohan Ron got a big double play ball, and Jose Miranda walked things off with a three-run homer. It's time to preview this upcoming series between the Twins and White Sox. What's on the line? I'm going to tell you after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. White Sox twins, let's go. At Target Field, four-game series. This is a big one. This is a big one, and especially if the Sox lose tonight, but even if they don't, or even if, yeah, even if they don't lose tonight, this is a huge series with a ton of pressure on them. That's a lot of pressure. You know it's four games on the road. You're at least five games back, hopefully six by the time you listen to this or by the time the Twins open against the Sox. They're six games back in the division. That's a lot of pressure. You know that this is a huge series. If you still want to win this division and you still have hope, it's right now. It's now or never. They've lost five out of six to the Twins so far. At the end of this weekend, you will have played a majority of your games, and you'll still have eight games left or nine games left against the Twins. But you'll, you know, you'll have more in the bag than you'll have coming up. This is an important series for the Sox, and the Twins so far have have whooped them, and they've won some close games. You know, they've walked off multiple games against the Sox, but those are wins, and those are losses already in the book for the Sox. So this is that's a lot of pressure on them to start beating the Twins, and the Twins have hit their pitching really well. I mean, they've crushed them, and they've really hit them hard in Chicago. They should have swept that series. They didn't because of the Twins' bullpen. They're going to have opportunities again with Johnny Cueto and Michael Kopech and Lance Lynn all have been, you know, Cueto very good, but wasn't very good against the Twins. They needed to cash in on more opportunities. But it's a huge advantage for the Twins, I think, in this series because they just saw Cueto. They just saw Kopech, and they just saw... Lance Lynn, and they'll see Dylan C. Sunday, who's been tremendous. The White Sox haven't seen Sonny Gray yet, and they haven't seen Devin Smeltzer yet, if I'm not mistaken. So at least you have that working for you in the pitching matchups, and you have C. Sunday. He's going to be difficult, but you know, the Twins have crushed Dylan Cease in the past. This guy looks different. This version of Dylan Cease looks different. He's been 
unbelievable this year. I've watched a lot of his starts. He's been incredible. So he's going to be tough on Sunday. But I think you can go into Sunday winning the first three games. And it starts with Thursday. The Twins open as minus 160 favorites. Thursday at betonline.net. You win Thursday. You carry that in. Devin Smeltzer against this White Sox lineup is scary. I mean, this White Sox lineup, they can be the worst. I've watched them. They can be the most anemic offense in the world for like a week. And then you give them a soft-tossing lefty, and they'll just tee off. They crush, crush left-handed pitching. It's 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 scary to think that Devin Smeltzer is going to face this White Sox lineup. Maybe he gives them a quality start. I don't know. This is baseball. Anything can happen. That's that's a matchup I circled. Devin Smeltzer against this White Sox offense. And then Dylan Cease and how he performs this year in this version of Dylan Cease against the Minnesota Twins when in the past they have uh, they've hit him very hard. I think he's got a seven-something ERA against the Twins in his career. Those are some matchups I'm watching. It starts with game one. It starts with Cueto Gray. I think this is advantage Twins, but Sonny hasn't been good lately either. You need Sonny Gray at Sonny Gray level. Get some whiffs. This White Sox lineup against right-handed pitching leaves a lot on the table. They're just not very good against right-handed pitching. And if you can get them to chase, you establish the fastball, establish that two-seamer in on their hands, paint it up, don't walk, make them chase on that slider and curveball down and away. It's going to be a really successful and good night for Sonny Gray. And I think it's important that Sonny has a strong night because the Twins did go hard for a win today. They used Yohan Duran. They used Griffin Jacks. They were trying to win this game. They used Caleb Thielbar for more than one inning. So they went hard for the victory. And if Sonny Gray can give you six or seven really good innings, that's going to go a long way in a four-game series to the Twins winning the series and being able to go to Yohan Duran when they want and having that luxury in the back end of the bullpen of rest and just more flexibility for the Twins. If Sonny Gray can give them a solid six or seven inning performance, this the first game is going to set the tone for the series. If Johnny Cueto gives the, the White Sox eight good innings, he went, you know, basically, I think he won a complete game last time out against the Tigers. That's going to set the tone for the White Sox as well, where they don't have to use Liam Hendricks. They don't have to use Kendall Grayman in the, the first game of the series. That's going to provide them some flexibility as well. So this first game, will dictate a lot in this series. If the Twins come out and they crush Johnny Cueto and they put up a bunch of runs and Sonny Gray is good, they're going to be on their heels. The White Sox will be on their heels. They'll be at least six games back if you take game one, hopefully seven. They'll be on their heels the rest of the series, and they'll be into their bullpen, and you want to get into that bullpen. Kendall Graham and Liam Hendricks are super tough, but you want to get to you know Joe Kelly. You want to get to Matt Foster. You want to get to Tanner Banks. You, you would like to get into that bullpen early in the weekend and frankly their starters have sucked lately outside of Cueto and Cease you know Giolito over the last month he's figured it out a little bit more recently but hasn't been good I think he's going Saturday or Sunday or Friday or Saturday so I think we'll see Lucas Giolito you're basically going to see a full turn in each rotation in this four-game series it's going to be a ton of fun there's nothing like White Sox twins for me I think these matchups are so fun especially now with the twins in the driver's seat a year ago, these two teams played. I brought this up when they played in Chicago last week or a couple weeks ago or whatever that was. The Twins went to Chicago, and they were quite a few games back. It was It's more than five or six. They were like seven or eight, nine games back. And the White Sox swept them and, and ended their season. The Twins can't do that to the White Sox here at Target Field. But boy, could they make it really, really, really hard for the Sox to come back 
And I think it's a possibility. I think it's an opportunity for the Twins. They got a good win today. Carry over the runners on base, but just you know, start to get those hits with runners in scoring position. That would be helpful. White Sox Twins for four this weekend. Jose Miranda is good. Miranda Mania at Target Field. That was awesome. Thanks so much for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. Go Jose Miranda.